This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Yo, and welcome to the 97th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us for the third time, we have the Control Master, Sander. Sander, how are you doing today? I'm good. Excited to talk about uh, uh, the US Scarlet Pirate sets. I'm, ex- I'm excited that you said yes. <laughs> and... Joining us based off of popular demand on the Twitter post, we have the one and only Jake Gearhart. Jake, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back as well. So both of you were heavily requested on the Twitter. Be sure to follow Twitter at Lake of Rage Pod if you would like, say, in guests or questions or anything like that, because both of your names came up multiple times from multiple people. And I think I'm going to say why I think everyone said it, even though you know, we don't know for sure, is both of you have a way of looking at the game that is incredibly different from everyone else. Most people look at the game like I do, where it's like, all right, this card is good. You know, Eternatus and Crobat make a deck, right? Mew and Genesect make a deck. And you both look at cards and you're like, oh, there's weaknesses in this. I can beat that. And so I think you have some interesting points of view on the card game. So we're going to talk about some Scarlet Violet stuff. We're going to talk about the big stuff, the Guardians, the Maridons, etc. We're going to give you a little bit of a chance to talk about some stuff that might be slept on or stuff that has future potential. And then we'll take some questions from Twitter as well. Be sure to follow at Lake of Rage Pod if you would like to ask questions in the future as well. So first and foremost, uh, I think we just have to jump into the big card. I mentioned, you know, Eternatus plus Crobat makes a deck. Mew and Genesect makes a deck. Guardi EX is very clearly meant to be the deck from the set. At least I think it is, because it seems absolutely broken. Uh, is is Guardi broken? Is this card as good as it looks? Is this an actual deck? Does it become a tech in the field? Like, how is Guardi EX? Jake, you've been the one who's kind of been championing Guardi. Can you kind of start? What's your thoughts on Guardi as a card? Sure. I think... Um... At least just going by results, we know it can't be that awful because it's getting around like 12% meta share in Japan and it's making it into day two or like top 16 at 12% as well. It's kind of holding, so um, uh, that's a good sign for a deck. Um, But uh, And I think uh, it definitely gets better in best of three because um, uh, as sort of uh, the, the Mirage Step water duplicates curse is that the deck is very... Uh, inconsistent at times um uh but if it sets up um like it wins in two attacks versus a lot of decks which is pretty ridiculous um because you use the um the one prize gardevoir to do 330 damage to something and then uh zation v with the skystone um that that usually is enough to win in win in three four attack or three two or three attacks against a lot of decks um uh so really that the only issue with Gardevoir um being as strong is sort of the like the lost box matchups really. 
Um, it doesn't have a great way of dealing with Sableye. Um, it's got Cresselia, but um, they can try and play around that a little more than you can uh, you can use it against them. So uh, I think if someone uh, someone solves the Lost Box matchup for Gardevoir, then uh, it's it's really going to be uh, like possibly the best deck if there's some answer to it that that hasn't been found yet. But as it is, I think it's like a really solid uh, tier two at least deck. Sander, what are your thoughts when you read Guardi? Um, it's pretty ridiculous ability. <laughs> I, I, I always like when they at least like make cards that aren't like exact reprints of older cards. So in that aspect, it's pretty cool that you actually get like all your energies back infinitely. I mean, you're limited by your HP, of course, because it does damage you. Pretty overpushed card. I think this is also kind of what they need to do to make a stage too good, like if it's such a ridiculous ability. It's like very extremely set of reliant, mm-hmm. I guess. So, uh, in that aspect, uh, yeah, there's definitely you can get punished by Bullsman, Cardias have pretty low HP. I've played actually a surprising, surprisingly high amount of Curlia Cardiff engines, even in this format. It's definitely very strong. But the Curlias and the Rolls, and you, and you don't, you, especially since you have Level Ball, it's, it looks like uh, there's a lot of what can go wrong, and that's of course true. But I actually think the, the engine, besides the fact that it's very weak to say why, is pretty pretty good. And is it yeah? Is it actually going to be strong enough to beat to kind of compete with uh, Los Sandbox? I think it's uh, I guess kind of hard to tell. You can play the Cresselia, some healing cards, the Jelly to heal. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too sure. I think the the fact that they gave it dark wins is also, like, first of all, kind of strange, and second of all, kind of makes it difficult to use the Guardi EX itself since Drapion is in the format, and Flashgate Lost and Books can just one shot it. I think that's kind of also unfortunate. It would be it would be great if you can actually also play into Lost Zone and tank a hit somehow, but that's kind of difficult. So. It seems like we're both in kind of that same, and this is exactly where I would co-sign as well, though. Guardi is very clearly good, but there's so many questions of, can it fit into a meta? Are we ready for a stage two to exist <laughs> as a card? That sounds- I, think, I think really the, the issue isn't, isn't that it's a stage two deck, it's, it's that it's a double stage two deck. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like setting up one stage two isn't that difficult, um, especially when we have cards like Arvin, which we'll get to talk about later. Um, and uh, basically, there's a there's a lot of ways you can get get a rare candy and a stage two in your hand, um, but getting like two stage twos in play uh, is a lot more to ask for. Um, and the deck like doesn't really do uh, all that much unless, until you get both in play. Um, so you're kind of just surviving the early game. Um, rather than putting on pressure, um, but the the upside is like how much pressure you put on the mid and late game is kind of ridiculous. Like uh, Sander mentioned, uh, I think the there's a quote that like one of the game designers mm-hmm. at like the IT Champions League thing. Um, I think he he was saying that um, they put a lot of time into the design of Gardevoir uh, and they made it really with the idea that it it wanted to be an effect that had never been seen before. 
um, that could be combined with cards from the Sword and Shield era and the Scarlet and Violet era, uh, which is definitely true. Um, so I, I'm happy that they're they're not going uh, the black and white game design route of uh, we should let the 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 new players win against the the older ones without any effort or, or however that article was worded. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call you flip on every storm effect. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter just flip hats and then you will probably win yeah <laughs> i mean those cards are all still around to be fair oh, yeah. Guardi is seems pretty cool yeah the the the, the card for that draws to it uh, looks at the top two and then if there's an energy you can attach it and you draw to that one is like i almost think that one is even <laughs> i mean the ex obvious very broken but that card for is like a super strong cards yeah we've seen the shining arcana guard of war played yeah, with like arcana kyogre celebrations kyogre in some lists because you know you have refinement to deck yourself out and then you go like recycler shining arcana the water energies to the kyogre and then you can kyogre and it's a really cool line i've actually tested that deck um like i started testing uh basically i started testing post rotation like uh, because i had a um a couple of people i knew who were in japan um and playing for tournaments so i started testing uh, like really early, mm-hmm. um, and that sort of like Kyogre Gardevoir uh, thing was something like uh, in Palkia. Um, I started testing like right away, and I realized that it could actually like work in standard right now. Um, but it's like it's like close to being good, but it's um, like lost box is the problem <laughs> as always. Um, so, uh, but but that like I think um, once we get uh, like it's really good right now because you have a Ranguru to put the like energy on top so mm-hmm. you can accelerate it to yeah, yeah but I think um, I think the next set like and, and another thing that, that is really important for it is having like item based Pokemon recovery um, uh, because you don't want to play like two Kyogres in your deck you just want to recycle one if you have to uh, uh, refinement it away um, so I think like maybe that's something to watch out more for next set uh, once we get Super Rod back. Um, and also that there's a reason to put switching cups in your deck with Iono. Uh, you can switch in cups energy on top and then uh, accelerate it. And But yeah, that, that, that end game is super cool where you have like zero cards in your deck. You recycler back five waters, Shining Arcana two onto a Kyogre, play another recycler and hit for 250 twice. It's pretty ridiculous. 500 damage in one turn is quite good. I actually <laughs> looked in a, looked into a couple like those Exodia type of decks with the Guard of Arcadia engine. You can you can uh, do the do the whole Kyogre thing because Mewtwo Union with Gengar kind of work. It was the exact same thing, right? You just draw your deck and then you bench two Gastlys and you V Union. And you kind of are good to sweep. It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's. I mean, the Guard of War just makes the most sense because you evolve from the from your own. From the same Curdias as, as your engine, but kind of they kind of made it, made it in a way that's probably just using card for EX is the best like late game thing you can do. I wonder if there are any other things. Like I looked it into, uh, I guess a, a bit because with the with the guard for with the shining arcana acceleration, I guess we do this of Anguru, so it becomes a bit worse. The fact that you can also like kind of charge an attacker in one turn. It's also pretty interesting, and it, and it works with any basic energies. Yo, uh, Pika V Union? This is actually the <laughs> card that I did try. Pika V Union, because you can double lightning to it, and you item lock, so 
it's actually really strong against Lost and Blocks to item lock down. And you don't you're not bound to a supporter, you can Roxanne item lock down. It's actually but then you don't have any healing, they can just two shot it. It's kind of that kind of sucks. There's no I mean, I guess you have the new healing stage two that just pull heals. You just draw your deck and then you V Union, charge them <laughs> one turn, Roxanne them, and you bench the basic that you can candy into the full heal. Pokemon, I don't know the name of it. So, but yeah, Arbeliva. I was I was gonna bring that up like later as one of the things to watch. Like if they ever printed Arbeliva EX, then that card's like gonna be ridiculously good. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. You can heal the V Unions. We tested like some um, like Reggie Gigas V Star because you can like use the V Star power to discard Manaphy and then Kyogre, and it's like an okay early game attacker as well. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things you can do with the sort of like um, more checkmatey Gardevoir engine stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll be interesting to see if that goes anywhere. Yeah, the the problem remains that all of it is. Cool, until your opponent does turn three lost mine and then you're yep. just sitting there with your cardias and everything kind of can fall apart a bit too easily so yep. i guess it's not really related to this set in specific but is, is say why an actual problem or is it fine i i even though say why kind of it definitely um gate keeps a lot of decks i do think it's i i don't actually dislike say why that much even though it's like a huge problem card for a lot of decks that I would otherwise play. Yeah, I but think. What's the, what's the opinion on Sableye? I, I I've actually said that like I think the like everyone talks about banning Lugia or something, but I think the the card that would actually change the format like for the better maybe would be banning Sableye, um, because like uh, this is you should see. I'll I'll end up posting this at some point, but the list of decks that I've tested that are like this is good against Lugia, good against like everything else, but just has no chance against Sableye. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. I yeah. think, like, like if Sableye had, like, some restriction that, like, it could only be used after your opponent took a prize card or something like that, then it'd be much, much cooler to play around. Um, like, even, like, lower the number of cards it requires in the Lost Zone, but just make it so that your opponent has to take a prize card or something, because then you can, like, just sit back and build your engine up. Um, yeah, because just the problem is it just gets rid of everything that, that has to evolve. Yeah, but I do think that the restriction that Sableye already has is pretty, pretty sweet, like getting 10 cards in your loss zone, especially since Net rotates. I think with Net, it's felt a bit uh, too, too turbo to just get 10 in your loss zone on turn three every time. But I feel like the, the restriction that it does have, like. I don't think it's that unhealthy to have people play chorus and comfy in their decks. I actually really like the fact that the comfy and chorus cards are so crucial and the like the decision making is so uh so I guess difficult in a way. I would much rather lose against a Sabai that had to like make actual decisions than ADP attaching a water and a metal announcing <laughs> alter creation. Yeah, yeah, I so agree. It, like lost kind of, and, and also and... And, and the Lost Mine attack itself also is pretty sick, actually. <laughs> like, the way you actually have to spread out. The... I really like Dragapult VMAX as well. You actually can, like, set up the damage in a lot of different ways. So even though, like, say, like to, to me, it's, like, such a, such a, what do you say, like, conundrum. Is it actually, yeah. is it actually unhealthy? But it's also, like, the, the, the way the Lost Mine engine 
works really cool. The attack itself is like very pretty skillful, I would say. It becomes even more interesting when you have cards like Cresselia and the the the, the healing item as well that makes like the way you put the damage like even more like uh, skill testing. I guess, yeah, I guess I guess with net rotating it does become a bit less it, because with when net was around like that was the one thing I did like about net it also makes save eye like really interesting how you put it because if you to commit to too much on one thing they might net it or they might not have enough nets or they might might have used their nets in more aggressive fashion and they don't have them left like it actually makes some uh, it does make games feel more unique and less the same when there's save eye and loss involved like the loss engine involved so I, I I would I would I wouldn't I wouldn't say that Sable I is a card that has to leave to make the game more interesting. It, in some ways it does make the game more interesting. But on on the other hand, it it it, it kinda makes like eighty percent of cards that are painted irrelevant. I think it's like uh it's like very uh it's balanced like very well for like the the highest power level of decks like it's balanced well against lugia um and like in, in the current format it's sort of like it's in the the spot it needs to be against like the big decks um but it sort of accidentally deletes all the counter decks that could exist um so it, it creates like more skillful gameplay as like a good deck um, than probably anything else. I I don't think people would disagree that like Lost Box is the hardest like good deck to play right now, and probably next format as well. Um, but uh, yeah, just it's like yeah, it, if if we if we're just looking at like the 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 main meta decks right now, like Save Life fits in really well with those. Like in terms of a a game design perspective, I think it it creates a lot of skill um, and. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that it, it kind of ruins some other ideas, I, but yeah, I think the real game design mistake that that has been like that 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 kind of causes this problem is the fact that they just they, for some reason they don't give the evolving basics like anywhere near the same HP as the other power creep. Like the fact that level ball is even like a card that like why why does Ralts even have 60 HP? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, like it should, should have 120 or something. Yeah, I have yeah. I've thought it for like like I remember like having this conversation, I think like three years ago. <laughs> People just like why why do why does my basic have 60 HP when this yeah. uh this tag team has like <laughs> it also is ridiculous that Curly has 80 HP and it evolves into 310 HP card for <laughs> Magic for reason, like, from 30 uh, HP to 300 HP and yeah, the 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 power creep is not even like that big of a deal, right? If all the numbers kind of increase in the same fashion, I guess it in, sometimes makes like weakness a bit too important. Some modifier, but uh, the fact that they kind of didn't power creep the HP of the evolving, like the the simple bait, like the Valses and the Charmanders and Squirtles and Bulbasaurs, those are just 60, 70 HP Pokemon. That kind of I, I I don't know exactly why. And that's one where I don't know if we're ever going to get an answer for why, because the big yeah, stuff, like you said, just, makes sense. Like, like, like a, a two prizer can have two eighty HP. Why it doesn't a simple basic? I think I think it might be because uh, like uh, uh, the card is more recognizable for casual players, like a sixty HP Charmander that does scratch for ten and Amber <laughs> for twenty, and this has sixty, 60 HP. Just it's like a recognizable card to open in a pack. I think that might honestly be 
the reason, but I don't know. Because from a, a balancing perspective, because Sableye needs to do, to do 120. They mm -hmm. can't print Lost Mine and do, let it do 90, because then against cards like Miraidon, which has 220 HP, and against Lugia, and against like every, every you know, like good card that, that has been kind of like the numbers have, have actually increased. The Lost Mine attack needs to kind of, uh, for balancing purposes, do enough damage to actually threaten them. But then the basics are so low HP that they get completely mauled. I feel like yeah. they should like so in in a in a way the say why attack isn't even the real problem. It's just that the basics should have way more HP and the Curly as well, all the evolving uh, evolving. There's also like a side effect right now that uh, I think we're past the point where there'll ever be like a good like universal spread attack anymore, like Tapu Koko promo. Um like we can't have that if there's evolving basics because they have sixty HP. And Coco would need to do like fifty damage spread to have a chance against the three. Yeah, against the Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like the mismatch has become bigger and bigger and bigger between the how low HP uh, basic a fuel from basic. But I feel like this this is gonna be an issue because the the new the new all the new EXs aren't like the V stars. It's not an Arceus V which has two twenty, which evolves into a V star with two eighty. It's all like a Bennett with 60 HP evolving into a Bennett, a Bennett EX. Mm -hmm. So the, the, this issue that has been around for for years now is 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 is, is kind of getting to spotlights. So I feel like I don't know. I, think, I, think... I feel like if I was if I was in the card designing team, I would maybe think this over again. The, <laughs> the low, how low the but there's also level on the format, so they can't even really, you know, it's, it's also really awkward to actually have 100 HP because you. Miss yeah. out on one of the better uh, ball switch cards. The better ball switch also be increased in HP. They sort of need to like maybe take an approach like like back in the the original EX lowercase days where they'd print like a bunch of cards that would help like non EXs, but just do that based on HP now. So like uh, have some advantage for your sixty HP thing um, that like. I don't know, print like a, a silver mirror type card, which says it can't be knocked out by something with like 200 more HP than itself. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of like things they could do, but will they do it? Probably not. <laughs> we'll see. I can't complain against uh, about game design anymore, though, because uh, Iona is quite good. I'm a fan of Iono, but wrong set. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this uh, as a kind of aside, like this yeah. kind of feels like Sun and Moon, where the Sun and Moon base set had some interesting cards, but actually the, the, the couple sets after it, Guardians Rising and Burning Shadows, actually were way more uh, impactful and had way more like uh, meta defining cards. I, I kind of feel like it's it's going to be a, a bit similar, where this base set has some good cards and some or some relevant ball search and relevant supporters. But I think the the next set is gonna really shake up the meta, maybe even more. Of course, also rotation really shakes up the meta, really changes a little So it will change enough. But I think that would be the optimal. Well, I guess less so for you. I guess EUIC shaking up a little less is not the dream. But them shaking up at NAIC and then hopefully the world set is also gonna be like you said, burning shadows, yeah. right? Of like Guzma and Guardi GX at Glissopod. For better or worse, that is going to be the the NAIC yeah. set. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't most know. likely. I don't really know the release schedule, but I think yeah, they have like. Um, I 
I think they're they're only the set that comes out after is like they're uh it's called like Pokemon card one fifty one. Oh, it's, it's like, like a pogo sized. Yeah. Uh but but I don't know. I think it might be like a bigger set than Pokemon Go, but it I don't think it can release like soon enough. Um, because we're we're basically sort of at a point where we get like two month releases because mm-hmm. we're we're kind of catching up because Crown Zenith didn't exist in Japan. It's kind of like a uh, a bunch of random cards that they haven't printed yet. They have to all jam them all into a set. So we're like uh, a month or two behind now. Um, so if they release a set every two months, uh, which is what I think they're they're doing, like we like the uh, one fifty one set wouldn't release before. Uh, needed to before it becomes legal for worlds so i think we'll just have um but i think that's also probably pretty fine because um we'll have naic as the only tournament before worlds in that format um and it'd be kind of a shame to only have like literally one tournament um in the format so having worlds there as well is i think a good thing I do have to say that would have been disappointing if Worlds was the only one in the current format because I'm I played Radiant Charizard to Worlds with Inteleon and that deck was so much fun and the fact that there was able you know Piper was able to win Baltimore with that same deck was the like it's fun when you get to play more than one for a set right because like it's cool to see these decks that came out of nowhere like oh this is actually a real deck anyway uh away from game design or probably back to game design, because we're going to talk about Maridon EX next. And uh, Maridon, I was going to point out the ability for anyone who doesn't know, if you're on YouTube, I am also putting the cards on the screen, but Maridon has that tandem unit ability that is absolutely disgusting. Pokemon anywhere, search your deck for two lightning Pokemon, which could also be another Maridon. And so, you know, one single nest ball turns into a full bench of lightning Pokemon. But it also only has one attack for lightning Lightning Colorless, 220. Is this a card that is sparking interest, desire? Is this an absolutely broken card, or is this just like, oh, they printed a big basic, and it's not that impressive? I think the problem is that it's it's not a very big basic. It's got 220 HP, which is not very good. <laughs> as, as crazy as that is to say, like, Maridon can do... Uh, has 220 HP, you can attack on the first turn, and after the first turn you can put a bunch of Regieleckis in play and do like 280, 280 damage, but um, even if you did infinite damage, uh, being a two-prizer with 220 HP is still a, a pretty big drawback. Um, like, uh, and like especially the the way like the Maridon like Regieleki decks are like constructed, um, they, they just don't do well against single-prizers that can one-shot uh, the Maridon and like play ropes so they can get around the Regieleki effect. Um, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a glass cannon deck where, um, I, I think it's just a bit too like, yeah, it, it doesn't like, it's, there's only one thing you can do, um, sort of like, I guess against Lost Box, you have like the hidden run into Klefki thing. But, um, aside from that, it's the pretty like, linear two prize like whack as hard as you can deck but um and that's just not not very good right now i'd say it's feels like to me it's like a bad recreation of buzz rock in the sense of you have the big basic you have the max elixir via the generator you have the obvious synergy with the evolving pokemon in the lucky v max and then you have the quote-unquote Brooklet Hill, except the issue is 
there's no octillery, right? So you have the Maridon can't grab you, your support Pokemon, and there's no jet punch. And it's like missing these and things that it otherwise would have had. Sander. And this rock also was pretty good because of the weakness that it hits. It hits so hard for weakness, which made it really relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rydon actually has a really awkward weakness that it shares with one of the cards that's kind of going to make probably a comeback, Arceus. Having a fighting weakness, and I mean, in general, sharing a weakness with another tier one deck. I mean, I don't I think Arceus is going to be a tier one and a half. Meta deck, right? Something good. Yeah, Arceus was just really bad into the current Lugia because you can't really. <laughs> Lugia was way too strong to, for your 200 and accelerates. Yeah. Yeah, made Arceus look fair. Yeah. <laughs> Lose but the coin. Right, so Miraidon doesn't, doesn't really hit the relevant weakness, and having fighting weakness, what makes it also. And the fact that Galarian Zapdos can just one shot it, and Galarian Zapdos with Sky Seals down can even one shot Reggie Lecky for four prizes. If it ever comes to that, kind of makes you have to like even even trading into cramps and say why is this already not great, and then also having three prizers that actually are four prizers uh, on your bench means that you need this like you you would I, I do actually like looking at the card the card is the effect is actually it is very very powerful and I, and in some ways I do think that this card was also really meant to be really strong mm-hmm. it's like the legendary of the set they give us the the uh, the new Max Elixir. Max Elixir has been a pretty powerful card. Just looking at the way they designed this, I do think it, it, they wanted it to, to be quite strong. But yeah, trading against one prizers and the weakness that you share with Arceus and making Larian Zapdos kind of strong against you. you it need sort to, of like... reminds me, uh, it reminds me more of than Buzzrock, the like. Darkrai EX, like dragons yeah. with the Hoopa EX to get all your uh, yeah. things in play. It's like so, if that deck, like like that deck was really bad in like the 2016 format where we had a bunch of good yeah. one prizers, uh, yeah. and then it was good we after all the one prizers rotated. Um, uh, yeah, turn one, turn one item lock was also an issue for it. <laughs> but um, I, I think like it, it's like it's like that deck, um, like. Darkrai became good, like the Max Elixir spam deck became good once all the one prizes rotated, and it was just um, yeah. a beat stick. But just Moridon's more like that deck where it's slightly better against one prizes, but not enough to make it like uh, a tier one deck, I think. I think it's like probably tier two at best. Um, yeah. But, yeah. The the ability is is pretty strong, and Use and you can get any lighting Pokemon. So I guess there you can attack with Regilecki, and you're also power, uh, empower any lighting Pokemon with the Femax. I think I've also heard people talk about playing Luxray V, mm-hmm. and then if you have multiple Leckies and you can, and you can play multiple Judge because you you set up really easily with uh, a so you can all make all, all of this work somewhat consistently. You can actually attack with Lux, Luxray and take prizes against Comfy, and so you just Judge Judge Kale Comfy take out their best trainer. I guess it's another thing that people are trying, but you have to kind of jump through <laughs> through some hoops and like your 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 generic strategy it just isn't strong against Dawson Box and Dawson Box kind of seems to be the best deck. And you also, yeah. I'm not sure how strong you are against uh, Gardevoir, for example. I guess you can also try to. <laughs> it's really also, bad guess, against Gardevoir. <laughs> yeah, so you really don't match up well into the meta. I guess one one thing I do have to mention about Miraidon, and this is something I realized 
after looking at the Japanese list, uh, the Algafi star, the super crazy, the Algafi star with the yeah, so I was gonna bring it up, played, yes, <laughs> it played, and it played the Meiraidon just to get the Magnemites, and it also played and Rotom, yeah, and Rotom. So actually, I think Meiraidon might be playable in control as well because you can also play Luxray, it's a pretty good card, especially with Penny, mm-hmm. you can get Luxray and Rotom on turn one, which is pretty efficient. And there are some other lightning types, Reggie Lecky is one of the good control yeah, cards. And Regilek is also good with Penny against uh, 110 and 120 of Sewai. I mean, Rydon might actually be completely uh, like a very playable card. You can as well get Rotom, Regilek. I think if they print like something to stop Sableye, like Moridon immediately becomes a much better card, like as a support Pokemon. But like Flaffy is like a very strong deck if you can't uh, get rid of the basics. Like it trades, like it it can play as a single prizer deck. uh, yeah. pretty easily and then uh same with like the the magnezone dialga deck i've been actually watching that like somebody like uh, a japanese like youtube channel had posted that like two months ago um and it like it didn't do anything since and then immediately top top 16 did the uh whatever um singapore thing i think it was so it was that's a pretty cool deck thailand I want to say Taiwan and Thailand were the same weekend. And Jeff, Jeff, I'm sorry, because I know you're listening to this and you're going to make fun of me for it, but I forget which one it was. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which one, but yeah, it's like it's a it's a very interesting deck. I don't think playing 20 energies is is inherently (laughs) that good, but (laughs) it's a cool deck when it works. Bro, don't I need you to encourage me to play this at my 1k next weekend. <laughs> Tell me Dialga's good. Uh if Dialga, like if if the if the Magnezone was like a, a Blastoise, like Deluge, then then it'd be a really cool deck. But I don't think like uh looking at the top six cards of your deck forcing you to play 20 energies is <laughs> yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's like a good example of a stage two that isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not really enough. That's valid. I don't. I don't want to accept it, but that's valid. I mean, the yoga. I, I guess there will be. I think there might be a bit less radiant sword because it, it isn't played in Lugia anymore. So, but I guess that's. I guess radiant sword really wasn't even the real problem. And lost. Well, sword. it definitely hurt, but lost box is definitely on Greninja now, like exclusively, which is. Probably correct. There's just no good way to get the energies on it. Like, um, it's like, yeah, Mirage Gate is like pretty weak when you're like, it. It, it just always seemed like so. Um, like if you hit exactly what you need, Dialga is ridiculous. You take extra turns. You do, um, like 280 damage with your attack after that, and then, like, but if you can't set up, um, and like every deck in the format, um, is trying to kill your setup, um. It's like, yeah, if it can set up, it's it's very good. But after that, like if it can't, which is most of the games, I'd say. And it, it also loses Saucer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true as well. You kind of have to play like this. I guess you, you but you could you could, could do the Exodia stuff with draw your whole deck. Have to uh, Shining and Krana and Guardies. <laughs> yeah. But that, then, then, then at that point, why are you not just... At that point, why are why aren't you playing card for EX rats? <laughs> it's not even better. We we just have to put them both in the same deck. You play into Dialga and Gardevoir. I don't know. No, I'm in. I we're definitely playing that. 
Uh, next card I want to talk about, and we already mentioned it a little bit, is arguably the best supporter to come out of this set. Penny might be better, but Arvin is a little more like universal. Not let's ignore the research reprint. Uh, what are our thoughts, Arvin? Search your deck for a item and a tool card because tools are no longer items, and put them into your hand. Is this gonna be as much of a staple as we've seen from Japanese lists? It's finding a room in most like non Mew, non Lost Box decks. It's finding a place in there. Is this card as good as that appears to be, or is this throwing a random one of supporters into deck? Sander, what do you think about Arvin? Um, I think it's. I think it's. Good, definitely good enough to see play. I think it has even I've seen lists, uh, mule lists have one Arvin. Uh, I mean, the we we kind of talked about this before. I don't think it's as good as like a card like Ivida, because having multiple Arvins becomes a bit less impressive. Like the second and third Arvin are way less than your first Arvin, because it really spikes hard with Forest Sealstone. It also is pretty good with VIP boss, which. Uh, with uh, with with losing quick ball VIP boss, it's in uh, a decent amount of decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arvin just in general, it's uh, getting to pick out just an item and uh, and basically anything. If you if you are the decks with four sealstone, really can abuse it a lot because you just get one amazing supporter and then your second Arvin is still fine. If if you play the Curdia engine, for example, like Gardevoir does, you probably discard your second Arvin with Curdia uh, anyway. But just getting that one kind of kickstarts to kind of just get double VIP plus, get four basics is a pretty strong effect. And it also makes it playing the, like any one-off item or one-off tool way more valid. So it's pretty nice that you have a supporter that's really strong in the early game and also gets specific cards in the mid game. So yeah, it's definitely, it's, I, I definitely don't think it's a fluke. Mm-hmm. I don't think, because the Lost Sandbox uh, decks really don't want to play it. I guess we don't. We won't see it like an insane amount, because I feel like a, a good part, portion of the format will be. And also in decks, I also think like decks like Arceus probably also are not going to want to play it because you already have Starburst anyway. So, and I guess like any deck that has like a V-Star that isn't Forest Sealstone, it also is way less appealing. So it definitely is uh, kind of bound to certain archetypes, but uh, like uh, on surface value, it's not uh, not a bad supporter at, at all. Jake, yeah, not, 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 not as good as Irida, <laughs> which is kind of a, a similar card. I don't think it will be like a card that you'd see four ofs. Uh, I guess there I was think... a deck that actually played your four. It just uh, like, looks not exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think Arvin's like a very good like game design. I'd say it doesn't. It's not like overpowered. Uh, it favors decks that like it favors helping decks set up, which I think is. Uh, pretty good like it's it's much more powerful like on the first turn of the game um which i think is like uh or like the first one you use which is usually the first turn of the game it like sort of gives you a reason to play the card because like if it couldn't get vip past turn one it'd be like much weaker mm-hmm. um but because it it has that um i think it's it's a pretty strong card and and it'll see play um like as we get more and more stage two like decks um, I think it'll see a lot of play with those because, um, yeah, even if you don't use it, like turn one, you can use it to get all your basics. But and then after that, you can uh, grab like the forest stone plus rare candy um, uh, and just get a stage two up like in one card gets your stage two. Um, so I think 
it, it definitely like it's a very good card to get a hold of and it'll help the right decks that need help right now um i don't think there's enough of those decks um like and their lost box matchups are all sketchy um but uh, i've i've seen this also played in like the marinon reggie lecky deck um more like uh i'm not actually i i think uh that's where i've seen it most but i think it's it's actually pretty like mediocre in there because um like you need to be you need to be doing more i think like the that deck struggles with getting energies like in and arvin's not getting you your attachment for the turn um like it gets you one of the generators but if you're not like attaching also it's pretty weak uh in that deck uh, i think like moridon moridon reggie like like uh that deck should probably pre like most people play like one raihan in there but I think Raihan is kind of the, the support you want to be playing most of the turns. Like Raihan uh, or like Judge or something rather than Arvin. Um, but I think it's it, the card will see a lot more play than it uh, like in future formats. Um, so it's like an important card to add to like the list of things that you should consider for a deck. Yeah, if we ever get like hopefully we don't but like a float stone reprint or something some like really strong tool beyond the forest seal stone that would be probably a pretty big boost yeah the the, the tool is kind of the parts that kind of falls off kind of quickly it's also not that usually not that great like tools don't really gain value if you have multiples if you have like a post belt in hand post band in hand having an arvin if you're like don't have uh, your forest seal stone or you already use it like not really too much relevant stuff you can really find like item is always going to be good to find but the tool part is kind of that might be better or worse depending on your deck or the situation so definitely if you get better tools the card also will be see yeah i sort of think of it as like a uh like a bridget but there's like more reasons to play it it's like weaker turn one but it's like there's a reason that you should play it after that. Um, where like, yeah, like decks that need lots of basics turn one. Like if we, uh, I think one of the problems also is that like um, you don't want to play Luminion in anything because it's got such low HP compared to something like, like even though it has the same HP as Tapu Lele, like 70 or 170 wasn't what Power it was. Creep. Uh, so if you had a way to search for this as well, like when you needed it, it'd be a lot better two you could just play one and then uh immediately get it turn one and then it's still strong with luminion because that's your like v that you use the forest stone on but um i i think there it's it's like sort of a it's a weird card where it's like the on the forest stone turn it's it's a much more powerful than it is the rest of the game but it'd be too broken if it didn't use up your v star power to to get like an effect that strong um yeah i think i also think your minion will see it's a bit harder to use without quick ball in general yeah like you have to play that with ultra ball and then you only have like four ultra ball and maybe one or two luminion which is way less outs than having four quick ball or ultra ball so i guess luminion the luminion kind of being i mean we do uh, I, I would you would think there's going to be less decks that have like a very like a very mixed uh mixed supporter counts but on the other hand we have seen like the card for decks that have like eight <laughs> different supporters so but yeah luminion does seem a bit worse 
It also makes a specific support like Argon, I guess, a bit worse as well. I also add one more to the Irida that I don't think was mentioned specifically of like Irida versus Arvin. The turn one Irida for like VIP pass, turn one Arvin for VIP pass are both about equal, but being able to grab the Greninja as well with the Irida is incredibly good for most decks, right? Gardevoir plays a bunch of energy and wants them in the discard pile. Maridon plays a bunch of energies, doesn't really want them in the discard pile, but would rather draw two cards. And then Manaphy existing for opposing Greninjas is also like kind of a plus of like it's more Bridget given the fact that there's so many good water Pokemon. There's two, but they're just they're very good water Pokemon specifically. Yeah, and next set there'll be a lot better once we get more, but that's talk about later. Although yeah. one thing I just realized, like a way that you can think about Arvin that is pretty interesting is sort of like um like if you play at turn one to get VIP pass Forest Stone, like you don't have to use the Forest Stone right away. So it's sort of like the supporter has like a delayed effect that you can use, like on turn two, which is pretty interesting. Um like it sort of sets up your turn one and turn two if you don't have to use the Forest Stone turn one. Um, which is pretty unique, but I don't know if that how much of a difference that makes. Next card I want to talk about, and the last like big, big, big one to me. There's also like Beach Court's cool, but eh, whatever. Uh, but the big one that I think could be meta defining, or maybe not, is the Klefki with the mischievous lock ability. All basic Pokemon in play don't have an ability except for mischievous lock on Klefki. Sander, this screams you is quad klefki the new quad wob is this gonna win a regional <laughs> uh has quad wob won a regional i've actually played quad wob fed i've actually played quad wob fed break what did grant jake you know this what did grant get with quad wob was it second or top four goes to lepra to the lepra stack oh yes yeah, I don't yeah he lost I the lapras yeah okay so second is this gonna get second and lose to quad lapras well I mean, just looking at the card, it has it's a super strong effect, right? It's, it's basically Silent Lab on a basic, which mm -hmm. is also a really meta-defining card. But on the other hand, uh, you do have to get it into the active, and it is really it has a really low HP, seventy HP. And I think we have already kind of because we see the Japanese and the other Asian countries see their results. We've already kind of seen that it is not it's kind of not the way that people build their decks because it has kind of already been proven that it's and uh, the the drawback of having a 70 HP Klefki can be pretty massive against the decks that you're actually trying to target. If you play against a Sewai deck and they do get uh, enough cards into the Lost Zone, it's really bad to have these in play. It's really bad against the Ninja if they can even boss your Manaphy and still get the snipe, boss the Klefki and still get the snipe, regardless of your Manaphy. Without nets committing bench space to the Klefkis, and since you kind of need to, because of escape rope, kind of eats up like a third of your bench space having two Klefkis. And in basically any deck, that is pretty, especially if you're trying to use this as a hedge against Dilson Box because you're like a setup deck, like Gardevoir, like you're gonna have way less space for Curlias or your Ninja or other stuff. And without nets, you can't really get these out of play. They can be liabilities in multiple ways later. And yeah, like I said, you need two of these. And you, I guess you wouldn't even bench your Gun Ninja if you play these because you, you can't even use your own Gun Ninja. So there's definitely, I, I actually think that this card, there's a lot going on with this card, even though the text is, I mean, the text isn't that simple, but there's a lot of 
uh, interactions, a lot of upsides, a lot of downsides. I think it's really since this attack is the attack that Klefki has is pretty. It pretty much doesn't have an attacks. It, it it would be a lot better if you have some hidden run effect to actually get good value, mm -hmm. like uh, like which is something that Miraidon has tried with Reggie Lackey. I guess if you uh, have some other kind of effect to actually take good advantage of, uh, of the fact that you have this Klefki sitting in the active. It'd be pretty amazing, but you can't, of course, like, uh, in, if you were to play something like a quad Klefki, you can't use a Velcom to draw cards or some other turn-ending effects. One card that I think kind of combines nicely with Klefki is a very, I guess, quote-unquote bad supporter from this set, which is Katie, which is Shuffle Draw 8 and your turn ends, which is uh, not, a, not a very... I mean, I don't even think it's that bad. It's kind of similar to... Uh, Blues Bills. tactics. Yeah, blues. Well, yeah, tactics. Blues yeah. tactics. I, I played blues tactics at Worlds. I went 6 1 with that card in my deck. So, I mean, Shuffle Draw 8 on KT is in a control deck where you don't really care about losing your attack. It's really very, very efficient card draw. And it's really good to not lose your cards. Uh, and it combines kind of nicely with Clef. You just have some Clef keys in the active and you Shuffle Draw 8. And you actually turn off your opponent's minion if they play it, so they can't even easily find judge to disrupt your hand. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in general, like in in like Klefki, it's it's, uh, it's a weird one because if people don't respect it, it can also really you know if you look at it and it lines up really well against some of the tier one decks as well. Like in fact, it's really disruptive if people don't have the, the proper out to it. So I think, I think it definitely will impact the meta at some point. I think it's sort of like uh, like a trap into how you think about it. It's like sort of a like a uh, almost like a testing time waster trap, I'd say, because like you can think about like if you just think about it at the start of the game, like it it completely shuts down Lost Box, um, makes them like fall a couple turns behind, which is uh, ridiculously powerful. And if you stop thinking about it there, it's really good. But then when you think about the rest of the game, you realize that it speeds up their like win condition for the rest of the game. They can uh they just get rid of it with the sable eyes. Um like if they play How Lucha as well, they can one shot both of them with a sable eye. Mm -hmm. They can also use Greninja, like we mentioned. So it it like it like compresses Lost Box's like game plan to the very end of the game. Um, which could be something useful for certain decks, but um, like that is a downside that like like maybe uh, a deck like a uh, an evolving basic deck in the future will like a a stage one deck uh, a stage one ex deck like would really like this card because once you get all your um, stage all your basics evolved into stage ones you don't really care that um, the Sableye is taking two prize cards because they're not wiping out your attackers but as for like right now the the only like evolving ex deck which is uh, really great is the Gardevoir EX, and that wants to leave Curly as unevolved, um, wants to play Greninja, needs like Manaphy as well, all these things where uh, the Klefki, uh, it's sort of like the, if you if you let Sableye, like the like Klefki is sort of a card where it, it delays Sableye, but it makes Sableye so much more powerful, and if your opponent can win by using repeated Sableyes still, then Klefki is like not doing its job. Um, where 
Uh, yeah, Kalefki like buys the time, but it just doesn't uh, doesn't stop. It just delays the inevitable, basically. Yeah, you really would need to have some, you know, intricate strategy built around like just playing it, like you said, like just a sort of you know generic road bump. I think it hurts you more than it helps you. But if you have, I mean, we don't really have anything from what I I have seen that really can abuse Kalefki. But like, for example, like the primal ground deck that played four Wobbuffets, you basically just gave up Wobbuffets and used Tropical Beach until you have like this one sweeper ready. There's not really anything similar. But if you had something that actually kind of wants to play in that fashion where you kind of can build something, you would kind of need something that is invulnerable to Lost Mine and just build it on the bench while you pick up your Klefkis. That could be an... I guess some way, but yeah, the the Wobbuffet, which is somewhat of a similar card, when you played like the I guess the Quad Wobbuffet deck, it was really important that you could actually tank hits. Like for example, when I played the Wobbuffet Break, which you only played for the HP, and you played it, <laughs> Fighting Fury Belt was in the format, which actually gives more HP, but uh, there was also Garblers, so people played before Field Blowers in decks. So you just played Wobbuffet Break as like an HP buff that couldn't get lowered. Like the 140 HP survived Soho Arc, it survived uh, uh, Bulu, the 120, it survived Galates, it survived, uh, um, what's the card, Vulcanian EX that did 130 and had the ability to buff itself, but it couldn't buff itself under uh, the Wob. The, the, the block. Yeah. Like the, a lot of cards in that format specifically had 120 or 130. So having the HP on your uh, ability lock to actually tank hits was uh, yeah, crucial and like a deck built completely around that card. And you definitely cannot use Klefki that way. You can you can only really, uh, yeah, using it like uh, when you're setting up something in the back, it can be really, uh, I guess, really uh, scary because the Klefkis can be a huge liability and we don't have a card like Primal Grounden that like naturally fits really well mm -hmm. with this kind of like Klefki game plan. Yeah, you don't so, have something you can't right gust. Now, yeah, something you like... can't gust or can't lost mine. Because even yeah. if you couldn't gust it, you could, I guess, sprinkle it with lost mine. That's true. We have no sparkling robe in format. Was that the thing that prevented? That removes special conditions. Okay, there, there was the tool that would <laughs> prevent was... damage counters or effects of attacks, right? That's the, the bent spoon, spoon, right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. There's no spoon in format. <laughs> I mean, you could technically play Quad Klefki and try to set up, like, quad unquote, set up a V Union in your discard because the whole the V Union is like <laughs> the, your the, the the nice thing about V Unions always was they you are kind of working towards something, but it's not uh, impossible. Like you are drawing through your deck and making and like preparing a, a Mewtwo or any other V Union, but they can can never be targeted in, until you actually you know have everything set in place. So I guess in that sense, maybe a card like that. See, now we're cooking. You rescue carrier, the yeah, Klefki's back, uh, and the, this is broken. <laughs> but on the in the in the same vein, I don't think any of the unions are great right now. <laughs> the, the 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 weaknesses are a pretty good. One loses to Drapion, which is in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirage Gate Drapion uh, is uh pretty good. <laughs> Klefki would be. Uh, like a lot better again if we had scoop up net because you could just remove the them from play uh, after you're done. But yeah, we uh, losing scoop up net changes like everything. It's also if if you're playing these clefkies to like stop your opponent turn one, 
that even like that's not even even gonna work all, all of the time like if you with your clefkis turn one then you're playing this, this useless card because yeah ability ability locking somebody on turn two is probably already a bit too late you gave them too many comfy uses i've so, been solitary a lot of turbo lost box and lost zone tina and I, w I will say getting the turn one abyss seeking or like something like that is not particularly difficult even under Klefki yeah, lock. That, that is also the the other card that really makes Klefki way riskier is uh, abyss seeking in Giratina, which is like a huge reason to not play Klefki in your decks. Your opponent just has it plays Tina that you basically are didn't even stop them that much. They just uh, are pretty much in the same spots as if they weren't even uh, on locked. So. Giratina being like pretty pretty viable in Lost Zone decks is also a pretty big reason to not uh, go for the Klefki approach. All right, I think we I think we've beaten Klefki into the ground, and I'm glad you two agree because every time when I said Empoleon V was bad, people called me a meta manipulator, and I'm glad that other people are calling Klefki bad because people are going to yell at me for that too. It is an, inherently it is a stronger card than Emporium, I think, because it hits. It just actually blanket hits everything. Yeah, hitting the Genesect is also massive. The Genesect and Beninja, which Empoleon also didn't hit. Mm -hmm. But there, was, there are definitely the the, the cards right, the, the cards to actually use Klefki with are not here yet, or maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> So Jake, I know you came prepared with a list of other cards that you knew I was not going to bring up, <laughs> which I mean, not surprising, right? These are the very four obvious like big cards. And there's some other cool stuff that we'll probably get to. But Jake, feed us one of those. What is the card that might not be ready yet, but it, it's cooking in the background? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, one we can talk about, which I know you're a fan of, is the Oinkaloni X. <laughs> um... I think this this card is like a sort of a similar situation as uh, like the Snorlax from Lost Origin, where like everybody kind of slept on the card because it doesn't have like a a purpose. It's kind of just like a it just has good stats, which I think is uh, like an interesting way, like an interesting reason for a card to be good. Like Snorlax is is just good because it does 180 damage. It doesn't have anything special about it. Like it has the ability has like decent HP, does 180 damage. There's just like a, a a few factors that combine just give it good stats. And I think Oinkaloon is like sort of in that same position where uh, it's got pretty good stats, like 260 HP. Um, like the, a Giratine is a, a a problem if you're trying to play this in anything with without like V-Guard energies and the um, like... Uh, full face guard. I don't think that deck is that strong, but I could see this popping up in like random decks as like one one or two two, uh, just to like be a good early game attacker uh, while you try and set up something in the back. Nothing can really use that right now, but it's something that could be good in the future. Uh, just 
as early game hitting, and especially if the deck can play like Cheryl or something, um, or Sharon's Care, uh, to sort of just use it early game, um, maybe get a knockout or two and then remove it from play and uh, go into your main strategy. Sander, do you have any thoughts on the pig? Uh, <laughs> thoughts? I mean, it is definitely the strength of the cards, just uh, the numbers are not bad with fee cards and full face cards, I guess, and Cardi, Gradient Gardevoir. I guess you can get kind of tanky. And I guess uh, celebration and uh, celebrations, you've thought amazing, are you've thought leave. So as long as you have enough HP, I guess you can be kind of tanky. Then, of course, uh, especially since Lost Unbox doesn't hit uh, doesn't hit that high most of the time without Rekwasa anymore. On the other hand, there is uh, Gardevoir and Giratina, which are pretty amazing at hitting high numbers. So. But yeah, seems seems decent. I, I haven't seen too many results, but it also seems like the deck kind of like maybe like I guess Gudra. That's just Gudra if you start right now. That doesn't seem too you know appealing, but it just does the job. It is pretty efficient in what it does. The numbers are if the numbers line up well enough, it can kind of survive and uh, actually be pretty annoying for decks that cannot reach on it. So maybe there there will be a spot at some point in the like meta wise where the decks that Unclone doesn't want to see are just not that uh, prevalent, and maybe some of the better meta decks are just not great at taking inputs. And at that point, it would be a pretty fine card. Yeah. The few successful versions I've seen, because it does show up occasionally as a top eight, maybe a top four in some of the city leagues, is they're all the same ish list, and then that begs the question of, is this the correct way to play Oink alone? Or is this just kind of the like, oh, I'm going to play Oink alone. And this is the one that someone else did well with, which is like, you have the pigs and then you have a small B barrel line. And then of course you have the like Dunsparce or Manaphy and you know, that kind of stuff. But it's a very small bench type of deck of like, I'm going to force you to go through these pigs and let's see if you've got it like that. And that list, I think that I'm not a fan. Yeah. I think that the deck, like a heavy Oinkalone deck, is just not good enough. Um, I think you need to be doing something after you use the Oinkalone. Like, Oinkalone is a good thing to do turn two and turn three, but after that, you need something better. Mm -hmm. uh, and right now, there isn't really that something better, but there might be eventually. I actually tried uh, testing this um, with um, the uh, Cherim from like Battle Styles. Um, because before you evolve, you can attach the grass energies to it, uh, to the basic, and then uh, evolve. Um, and then you can, like, share in, attach the grass energies, put it back. Uh, but it was just a bit too inconsistent. Um, it, was, it was a cool, cool idea, but um, didn't work out. I think, uh, yeah, I think just, like, a, a solo Oink Alone deck is, um, is probably not good enough. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if to see it splashed into something as like a 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two, um, just for something to do while a, a deck sets up for whatever. You could play in, in that like uh, Kyogre uh, checkmate thing. Um, I don't <laughs> know if we, did we talk about that on here or, or was it just before? Uh, uh, we did mention that one on here. Yeah. We, we or both, it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can play it in there just for something to do while you discard your deck. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Kyogre them at the end, but 
it's it's definitely a card in the set i want it to be good but <laughs> i just want to play lechonk sander do you have any other cards that you're like oh we should have mentioned this one i mean think there's one card we definitely should mention and then there's one i guess more sleeper card that i think is kind of kind of interesting are we gonna say penny i mean yeah yeah the, the card that we card that i think is my favorite card from the set is definitely penny this was I the one we got really... the most questions on twitter about for you so i, mean, I think I mean, yeah I, I honestly think penny is really really good it's, i think it's i don't know the best card in the set but for me it definitely is the best card I think it's way better than Chillens. The fact that you can use it with any basic. I think it's even better than Acerola, honestly. I guess Acerola is good with Zorg. But Penny, Penny is pretty, pretty uh, very versatile. Super strong effect. The fact that you can use it without damage. So it's really interesting. I, th- I definitely think uh, I will be playing a lot of Pennies in the future. <laughs> Jake, do you have any initial thoughts on Penny? I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree that it's like a card. Um, I think it'll, it's, it's got very, like, it, it's another one of those cards where you have to, like, constantly remember it's a thing you can use. Um, and there's, like, a lot of good use cases, even in decks that, like, aren't basic decks, like, just for removing things from play, um, like Aluminion or whatever. Um, I think like right now it's a bit like I I I can't think of really anything like any none of like the main like attacking decks want to play it because um they're uh, uh, I'm not they thinking about the deck yeah yeah I know you're you're thinking you're you're thinking about the the other decks I think I think it's a card that could um it, it's like a hard card to to see like I I it's one of those cards where like. I think I just don't have enough information right now, honestly, is that it's a card where um, uh, I think it's I need to see. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a high, like, ceiling of what it can do, but also, like, a very low, like, like it's, it's not a very, uh, like, obviously high power card unless you're using it with something that, like... I, I think it's uh, uh, a very obvious high power card, but it's just very unclear, like, because it, you can use it with anything. I think like Acerola also was obviously a very high power card. Basically, I think Zorg that, with Acerola dominated the formats. The the difference for me is that just the all of the like the sort of HP range of all the basics is like you you can't be tanky with most basics. Um, I think, I think so. you can be pretty tanky with <laughs> a couple of basics. With a couple, you can, yes. You can yeah. you can be surprisingly tanky. Arcanine. I, I, I thought the same. I thought the same. Like, ah, I, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's uh, definitely some cards that get a pretty ridiculous amount of HP. Do we get the Actually, Cape of Toughness at... reprint in this set, or is that that's, the next one? No, no, no. That, no. That's, that's, that's the next one. one. Okay, yeah. cool. Anyway, go for it. So, we don't have that one. We do get the fighting uh, reduction cards, and we have yep. metal. You can play. You can play like uh, the lake. Lake Acuity. That's that's the, how you pronounce it. Yeah. There's some tanking. I guess there's also Giratina and Cardivore, but I think the real strength of Penny is the fact, unlike Chirons, that Penny, if you play like a, you can basically have a deck with, I guess now I'm really talking about something control or like defensive or something like that. You can have like eight different basics and all of them can work well with Penny. I think that's the real strength, which because I've played Chirons, 
before, but then you had like a couple cards that are fine with Sheerans, like Mule Tank. Hidden to the Cape was really good against like Arceus and Arctura with Sheerans. There's There were some cards that are fine with Sheerans, but the fact that you can, like, your Evital with a Pot Helmet doesn't die to Archeops anymore, and you can, and you can Penny it. In fact, you can cloak them like a couple times and put it back into your hand. Pretty amazing. You can look Ray, put it back into your hand later. You can uh, force Healstone somewhere, then put it back into your hand, attach a different tool. There's some cards that are super strong with it, like Mimikyu. There's a, there's a Luna that gets minus 30 by itself. And, that's like my, and you can V-guard it and give it the reduction tool with the fighting. It basically has like minus 90 with like a couple cards. And then you can Pretty good. heal it. You have like Acuity, which makes things more tanky. And and Reggie Lackey is also pretty pretty good. One well, thirty is a good number. And yeah, I mean, there's like the the versatility is what makes it. I think because all of these cards, if they had just the support that could only heal them, I think it would be like too too all like it wouldn't be good enough against a wider meta. But the fact that all of these cards work with the same one supporter really makes it quite quite personal. And then and then. Um, if you play against like a certain matchup like Gardevoir or Dilatina and a defensive strategy isn't going to work, you can just play a different, a different game plan for those kind of matchups. Mm -hmm. So definitely, I, I think, I mean, uh, we. Uh, this is also really, I think, always really tricky because if you look at the results from Japan, even in Japan, we have seen, surprisingly enough, <laughs> a quad Snorlax stack sort of well. <laughs> But you definitely do not see the the, the super defensive control decks that are like completely all in on this like attrition war, like a resource game instead of a price race game. Like these decks do not get results like ever in the best of one format. So of course, these, if you purely look at results, you are always gonna kind of undervalue how uh, good uh, a new card is. And we and we we haven't be, we, we don't have like an we are we don't have an insane amount of good control cards currently, and one of the better ones, Gutter Mine, is going to rotate. But I definitely think Penny is pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, definitely looking forward to Penny. Since you brought it up, now we will get another card from you, Jake. Don't worry, because I want to know more. But since you brought it up now, I want to bring it up because this is one that I know people are going to yell at if we don't. We've seen one control deck come out of Japanese tournaments, and it's. Quad Snorlax, but it's not literally just Quad Snorlax. There's also there's Drapion and, and Sapdos, and yeah, there's you yeah, can take prizes. That's not yeah. Is is you this actually for Sky Seal Stone to take four prizes? I think that's how it wins against Reggie Lecky. Just Zapdos twice <laughs> against the Miraidon deck. It's really silly. It's just Clara, Zapdos, and and Sky Seal Stone, and I guess you just win against. I guess I guess the Miraidon deck can kind of play around it maybe as well, but. It's... So yeah, is... that, that, that looked really pretty interesting. I'm not sure that's the exact thing I would I would I'm looking at, but one of the things that definitely is pretty strong when Scoopnet rotates is the fact that uh, these trap lock cards, especially block Snorlax mm -hmm. or like any effect that trap lock something, is way more potent. Combined with the fact that Lugia doesn't have rainbow energies, so Lugia actually can't attack with all the cards they have in their deck anymore. So cards like Luminion and uh, Dunsparce, if you, you, Dunsparce, you couldn't trap a Dunsparce because of powerful energy. But if you have Pot Helmet, you can trap Dunsparce, you can trap Manaphy, Manaphy of course can't attack. You can trap Pumkaboo, you can trap Luminion. 
uh, there's a lot of cards in Lugia that can't attack anymore. And Vardafor has some cards that they, they start with it, they basically lose because they have, if they play on switching cards. Like that's, and, and Lossom Box also uh, has, can have, I mean, you play like at least eight switching cards, so you have enough switches. Mm -hmm. But I guess the strategy was to trap Comfies. I, I don't think that really was enough <laughs> of the time. Because Norlex, Norlex kind of doesn't have enough HP. Like 150. I don't think that's high enough. But yeah, I think I think there definitely is some something there. The fact that it did kind of well, and you have some, and I, I kind of, I, I actually, I, I think that deck list is pretty cool. It plays like a really high Arvin count, and which makes it pretty consistent because it's a great turn one supporter. But you also get this benefit of this uh, toolbox that you get from your item search later with your Arvin, which is really valuable to a reactive deck with a lot of different deck cards. Mm -hmm. And then it had the Rotom, which is pretty strong. Especially since you have the Rotom V-Star, which the V-Star from the Rotom is kind of kind of nice, especially against Lossom Box. You draw like nine cards with the Rotom, and then you V-Star and you discard like all your irrelevant text and draw eight new cards. You are pretty consistent at getting whatever strategy you want to actually pull it off, pull it off. And you of course have the and Camo Poncho, like, which is incredibly good for the, the camo yeah. Poncho. yeah, yeah. And if you don't evolve it in the V-Star, you can I guess ban it if they don't target it quick enough. And and then you had some attackers in it, which was the the Septos and the Drapion, I guess, from Mew. And I guess you can also play Radiant Swords. You do kind of have to play a weird energy mix because we don't have the Luminous energy yet. Mm -hmm. You can also play some attackers. I actually played a Quad Snorlax deck in one of the regionals, Warshaw. And I played Radiant Sword for the Giratina. Because uh, back then it was a bit easier because uh, we had Cape. So Cape is way better on Snorlax than Bot Helmet because the Shred still chaos Snorlax. And with Cape of Toughness, Snorlax was tanky against. Because the Giratina, the Giratina V Star is really bad against control. Mm -hmm. But the Giratina V Basic is really great because it does just 160 every turn and it kills anything. But uh, using the, the 280 attack and that Lost Sun's two of your energies is, against one prize here is, is pretty terrible. But the fee, the, the basic fee, is pretty great. But you can actually just kill it at start and hmm. just get rid of it. And and Zard also, Zard is also pretty solid with Penny. You need some some kind of response. I guess you can play Ninja Mirage Gate. That does have has does have weakness. But yeah, the deck is uh, it's like I guess one of the ways to go about it. I guess in best of one, you also have this cheese factor. Where if your opponent just benches the wrong thing, you instantly win. So I guess it also definitely helps. Yeah. One of those things in best of three, once they figure it out, they can scoop and force a tie potentially. Yeah, if that's like the only way you can win against a certain matchup is if you trap something, then it's kind of uh, very risky in uh, best of three. Jake, can you feed us another card? Sure. Uh, one that. I've got a bunch that we can talk about that are just things to watch out for, which are like uh, cards that definitely won't be good like immediately, but in the future will be. One of them is uh, the Indeedee. Um, 
for one colorless, uh, you can search your deck for a Pokemon that evolves from one of your bench Pokemon and put it on to evolve it. Um, so this effect won Worlds in 2017 on Deancey uh, in the Gardevoir GX deck. Um, so uh, it's obviously a strong effect, and uh, it's also something that like a lot of V-Stars have... Uh, would have definitely wanted it in the past like year or so. Like if you could evolve your Arceus V before somebody could like boss KO it with a Palkia or whatever, would have been much better. But um, I think it's it, so it's definitely a card to watch out for. I wouldn't be surprised if we actually saw this in something um, like an Arceus deck or like in a Gardevoir EX deck even as an attacker, but I think you usually want, like, Celebration's Mew active rather than this. Um, but, yeah, something to watch out for, I'd say. And Sander, you said you had one more sleeper card? Yeah. I, uh, I guess one card that I think is... And I, I don't think it's too amazing right now, but I definitely think it's somewhat interesting. Mm -hmm. Even in like one, one, even in a certain attacking deck, is uh, the Toxtricity, which for two colorless, it shuffles two cards from your opponent's hand into their deck, which just so happens to line up quite well with Roxanne. Just get rid of their whole hand, and it has 130 HP, which is kind of relevant against Sableye and Cramorant. Okay, so and, you're able to completely handlock someone. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you go like cross switchers. Uh, well, you said. Books, uh, oh, hold on, let's yeah, cook real right. quick. You said double tur or twin, right? And yeah, it, uh, yeah, double turbo. Toxtricity evolves from Fusion Strike Toxel. Yes, this is exactly what I was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alluding to, which I think is pretty interesting because you can play the Toxel, which is a Fusion Strike Pokemon. You can play it in mute, bench it, and AKL your Femox, and you go, okay, Roxanne, soft, take out <laughs> your hands. You can kill my one prizer, it's fine. And then you could just go sweeping, which are mute, which are second Femox. I'm in. I, I found my play for the 1k. No, that's I mean, <laughs> that's on my list. <laughs> I mean, the, the the thing is, so if you're if you're if you're attacking away toxicity after your first Femox dies, you're not taking a prize, of course. Mm -hmm. So... Usually, if you do the Roxanne path play, you are also attacking and responding on their attacker. So you're kind of uh, uh, advancing your own uh, your own win condition by taking prizes, of course. So if you take a turn off to actually completely get rid of their hands, you are not taking prizes. If they just took a prize with an attacker, they will have it active, so they will just respond. So they draw draw they draw it for their turn, and if they get out the toxicity, that the prize they take is also an extra card. So it's not not completely uh, uh, without some uh, faults either. Mm -hmm. I guess it kind of depends on the, on the price map because if you go, if they if they actually KO a Vmox and then they KO a one price here, they can finish on Genesect. But if they go Genesect, snipe Genesect, KO Genesect, KO Genesect, and then you can do this combo. You just, the giving up the one price here is kind of irrelevant. I think it will kind of depend on how good how how good decks can play with no hands. For example, Lugia doesn't really doesn't really care about losing their hands at all, at all once they have their Archaeopsis. So I think there's really too much. There's also like uh, quite a few decks which play like engine Pokemon, like yeah. Gardevoir. Yeah, yeah, Gardevoir it would be very unimpressive. Also, then... uh, but since you don't take a prize, you, they don't get to promote Comfy right if they have their attacker active. 
especially if it's a drapion yeah. under path. Yeah, now. it's drapion. You just uh, in the mirror. It could be if you because you could, you can apparently be with path to the peak itself. So you can also path lock go uh, path in as well. And it's not that like it's not that big of a commitment. I guess it's it's in some ways it's, it's better than it's only two cards. It's it's not it's not as bad as a starter. It's a fusion card. And it doesn't take up your V-Star like Aerodactyl does. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's interesting. And then for the cards, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's super, super amazing. But it is better than, we've seen a lot of, a lot of bad hand, uh, hand stripping attacks. Luxray. Like, Not Luxray in general, Luxray, but Luxray in Mew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Luxray in Mew. There's been, I mean, I think there's been like a Delcati for one colorless. You take out a random card from your opponent, or you look at their hand even and take a card. Mm -hmm. I think this card, this this effect is actually kind of a way better rate than we have seen. You, getting the second card is almost, I mean, it is literally twice as good. And the <laughs> fact that it, and the fact that it works exactly with Roxanne, definitely is. You know, I don't think it. I, I don't think it's actually <laughs> amazing, but there's. Uh, there's a bit of something there. You can maybe cross switcher, split a spike, cross switcher their Greninja into the active, play a spider up so they can't retreat. <laughs> then electricity, uh, and then there's a polygon that uh, influences your opponent's top decks. I guess you can try to lock people out. And, it, and the 130 HP is kind of nice. You can, once, you, once you evolve it, it doesn't instantly die to a lost mine either. On the other hand, the, all, the, all the hand lock strategies involving Roxanne are actually really bad against those mine as well because they can just play around the Roxanne really easily. Just they, they they shouldn't take the, the third prize ever. It just should should, should just sprinkle. So Quick. they can actually never they they wouldn't ever get handled. Point so out how nonchalantly you just mentioned Lost Origins Porygon rearranging the top deck and I didn't know this card existed. <laughs> Uh, there's also a Gothita. The base. I think the Gothita rotates as in vivid voltage. I'm pretty. No, sure. I know the Luna. Gothita stays. The, the Luna rotates. Moon. Rotates. Yeah, that one rotates. Oh, the Moon. The, okay. Yeah. The Moon. The. Uh, no, no, the Lunatone. Lunatone. Yeah. Lunatone rotates. I did know that one. Huh. Okay. I'm. I'm thinking, and there's no reason for me to think about any of this stuff because yeah. I'm not going to EUIC. One of the things I, I'm sad is rotating is the. Like the Clefable that puts an energy on top of your opponent's deck, um, because um, well, at least for for next set because of the um, like you can Iono and then there's a Grievard in this set, um, which like look at your opponent's hand and choose a supporter and put it on the bottom of their deck. <clears throat> so if you could like Clefable a bunch of energies and then force them to draw it, would have been cool. But <laughs> it, as soon as we get more cards that like manipulate your opponent's top deck that aren't the supporter card. Um, which like the team, uh, I can't remember the team star, team star grunt. Yeah. yeah, but that's a supporter. Like if if we yeah. could play double Video supporters, card. that'd be really good. Yeah, good search. Also, in in terms of handlock, I also think that Guru like you you couldn't really handlock with the uh, with uh, Luna with a uh, the the uh, ditto control. Yeah, I I put a lot yeah, of time into that. Against, deck. You against, can't handlock. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because also because uh, like almost all of the decks play Ohanguru, which makes it way worse. But since, since that card wrote it, it's it's actually, I guess, slightly more valid. I don't, I still think it's not a winning strategy against most uh, tier one decks. But the toxicity is, it's at least uh, a bit uh, 
a bit higher quality than anything we've seen. Probably still not good enough. But. It's also easier to pull off than the Crocorock? The Sandile evolution that was when you evolve it, you get to discard two. And then when it's knocked out, you discard two or what? Something like that, right? And the, but it's a stage two, so it's <laughs> a little, yeah. little, little worse. Like, even though it's an attack, the difference between fitting a 1 1 line with a good energy is much different than fitting a 101 line. For sure. Uh, I think we got all the Twitter questions in general in there, with the exception of there was one specific one that we didn't quite get to, and that was on Mimikyu stall from Boreal Plays 06. Mimikyu, Penny, you kind of mentioned this. Is this ever a real deck, or is that a cute little thing that you can pull off? Where it's like, I can do this to buy a turn, but it's definitely not a four penny for Mimikyu. <laughs> Hope it works. Yeah, so the four penny for Mimikyu for Palpat. I, I think it's not really uh, something you can do. Mainly because if you look at how you actually win, because it's, it's not an infinite loop, right? You don't you don't have articles. It's not like you're actually gonna be able to. Mimikyu every single turn forever, but you get if you could technically you could like in theory get you can play ten pennies in a row and build your whole deck around playing ten pennies in a row, and you probably can do that. The problem is if you're actually gonna win taking prizes, it's very uh, why using the Mimikyu attack. I guess you you kind of have to use the Mimikyu attack, otherwise you're kind of weak to just getting whatever you have on your bench, bust or save I killed or. Anything like that. But if you're taking prizes, your deck becomes pretty weak against Roxanne. Because if you miss a turn, especially if you want to use the Mimikyu attack, which gets stronger, the more prizes your opponent has taken. Like, let's say you, you let your opponent take five prizes, your Mimikyu now does 150, and you play 10 pennies in a row. In theory, you could technically, I guess, beat, uh, you could beat some decks. But then if they play a Roxanne and you're with your penny, then uh, you're you're definitely in some trouble. The second pretty big issue, I mean, there, there there's a couple issues, but Giratina, the Mimikyu only has 160 HP, so Giratina just chaos. Exactly. You can, there's no HP buffs, so you would lose against basically any deck with Giratina, which doesn't sound very appealing. Mew is also, uh, also has a shred attack, so Mew also wouldn't be very uh, beatable. And then, uh, yeah, I guess any deck with both. Klepki is also really uh, pretty impossible to beat. Because even if your opponent doesn't hit into you, uh, you need to reset your ability constantly. Otherwise, you're going to give up too many prizes. So if your opponent just passes with the Klepki active, you are uh, you're kind of in a difficult situation. And then just decks with Judge, Judge paths. Are gonna kind of problematic. So the combination of those factors and the fact that you kind of, I don't think there's a great way to abuse Mimikyu besides just using its own attack. If you actually want to play something that beats decks with multiple bosses, ropes, and Lausanne, and if you want to abuse attack, you need to go pretty low on prizes that your opponent has taken. And then if they have like any out or any late game hand disruption, it can be a bit too risky. And you do want to make like some Mimikyu deck work that can play 10 pennies in a row, for example. You kind of need to be pretty all in on this type of strategy. So in that sense, I think it's probably not 
and I guess you also have some issues with uh, with the Terranitar mail. <laughs> so I feel like there's Roxanne is an issue, Judge is an issue, Piratina is pretty unbeatable. Terranitar just we, milling you out. If Maybe. we had like a, a a better like hit and run V that could use like camo poncho, um, that would be pretty good. Like if Dedene V, right, or was I think that's what it or more Pico V. Yeah, more so Pico like one fifty and then switch. Like and then you can use like camo poncho, but then you also don't have a way to use the attack. There's like <laughs> like if if we get a good like hit and run something, then it could be like yeah. a thing you put in the deck. Um, but. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. On, yeah. It, I don't think that. I think going completely all in on winning with Mimikyu and Pennies, I think it doesn't really come together. Especially if you're actually serious about it and trying to beat the the, the meta decks. But uh, in itself, it is kind of strong. <laughs> it's Mimikyu and as many Pennies as you have, that many extra turns you just kind of get. And some decks that some decks are entirely incapable of. Interacting with it. Also, if like you know, I don't play does play Luxray, they also beat it. They <laughs> can just Luxray the pennies out of your hands. So it definitely has some uh, some ways that it can not work. But in itself, kind of kind of strong combo. Very. It's also not a lot of cards, right? It's just a basic. I guess two. You need two Mimikyu's, one Psychic Energies, and then as many pennies as you can get. And you kind of are invulnerable, and you do. Some amount of damage. Yeah, but you, it isn't you've definitely described every single meta deck as having an answer. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not every. Lost some decks without. Giratina. Lost some decks without Giratina and without Roxanne. <laughs> and I mean, passed without hand disruption. I mean, I don't think the Lost Box play a lot of. There's like one or two boss, right? That's maybe one Judge, maybe one Roxanne. Yeah, something like that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so just avoid all the Giratina loss zones. I guess you I guess you also think you win against Cardivore. You don't uh, take the count. So some decks can not do anything against something like that. But in general, I think it's too too easy to get count to like accidentally get count like without people even playing anything for the matchup. Some decks are just naturally have something built in. I think if Mimikyu had 170 HP, it would be way more appealing. She wouldn't just scoop against any deck with Gilatina in it. Mm -hmm. But Amy has 160. Thank you all so much for taking the time. <laughs> uh, Sander, do you have any shoutouts? And where can the people find you if they want more from you? Um, shout out to you for having me on. <laughs> of course. Uh, um, I guess if you want more from me, Sometimes post on Twitter. Guess that's about it. I will say nothing else. Thank you so much for being on, and uh, definitely one of the top Twitter follows. Both of you are top Twitter follows because you will leak all the information right in front of everyone's eyes, but most people don't know what to do with it. Like Sander, you you leaked the whole Umbreon stall deck, and that's the biggest one I remember. You were just like, "Here's the combo," and no one did anything with it except you. Yeah, it was also, I mean, that's also, I guess, an example of like, the combo was really niche and any tool jammer or tool scrapper would beat it always, or even escape up. Mm -hmm. But nobody played those cards at the time. Those three cards were just not in decks. So that made it completely playable. So I guess, and any niche combo at the right time 
can be can be somewhat strong, I guess. And Jake, any shout outs and or where can the people find you? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Jake K. Gearhart. Um, you can check out pokegear.app. Uh, it's like my deck building website. I'm getting ready to to uh, set up a like a big uh, update for like Scarlet and Violet and, and it'll work on mobile finally. So nice. Um, <laughs> that'll be exciting. I got a lot of work to do to finish that up, though. But um, yeah. You can always uh, find me on Twitter. Don't hesitate to DM me or any questions you have. I'm always happy to talk and say hi if you see me at a tournaments for sure. Sander, you're going to EYC, correct? Yes, I'm I really looking well. forward to it. Oh, you are okay. as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward. I feel like <laughs> this is always the time when I when I have a good opportunity and everything changes. You've, is this going to be the third IC top cut in a row? I mean, I didn't top cut OCIC. So OCIC. Oh, that's, that's right. OCIC exists. Uh, that's already, that's I guess, already impossible. But uh, the third I new like format this, IC. I there guess. we go. <laughs> the new, I, I do have a better record in new formats uh, tournaments than when everything is tastes the same. So we'll see. Maybe not. So be sure if you're going to OCIC, say hi to Sander, Jake. EYC. UIC. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Say hi to both of them. Uh, drop them a follow on Twitter. Myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Follow the podcast, of course. You can ask questions, recommend guests. This episode happened because you all recommended it. And thank you so much for that because I learned so much. And this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.